Me. What I love to state is like how long it took a medium to reach 50 million people. So the phone, it took 75 years. Radio, 38 years. TV, 13 years. The internet, four years. Wow. Facebook, three years. So how long do you think it took Pokemon Go <laughs> to reach 50 million people? I heard this. Wasn't it something ridiculous like a month? Or yeah, it was two weeks. Two weeks. It was two freaking weeks <laughs> compared to 75 years for the phone. We stand today. The Business Method. The Business Method. The Business Method. The Business Method Podcast. The Business Method Podcast featuring Chris Reynolds. Entrepreneurs, systems, methods, tools, and tactics for location independence. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, I'm your host, Chris Reynolds, and welcome to the Business Method Podcast, a podcast featuring successful entrepreneurs and high-profile people dissecting their online and location-independent business models. We dissect the different methods, tools, and tactics of high-performance online entrepreneurs and high-caliber people in a series format. On our first series, we interviewed 100 entrepreneurs in 100 days that had built businesses creating $100,000 or more annually. On our second series, we are interviewing 100 entrepreneurs that have built location-independent businesses that generate a million dollars or more in annual revenue. There's a growing movement of people building these caliber of businesses, and we are getting behind the minds, the logic, and the science of what it takes to build businesses like this. On top of that, we also gather entrepreneurs at events and retreats around the world. This October, we are having our annual event in Thailand, Get Shit Done Live. It's 10 days of high-performance productivity, targeted collaboration, and rapid execution designed for entrepreneurs to get a lot of work done in a little amount of time. Some say it's like 10 months of work in 10 days. There's a magic that happens when brilliant minds come together to push one another towards productive execution. That is exactly what this retreat is about. Check out all the details at thebusinessmethod.com. That is thebusinessmethod.com. Now, let's jump in today's show. The Business Method. Hey listeners, welcome back to the second half of Alex Kahn's interview. If you missed the first half, be sure to check it out. It was published right before this one. Alex is Europe's number one most followed social media coach and picking his brain was an incredibly exciting experience. Welcome back to the show and let's jump back into the interview. Entrepreneurs, systems, methods, tools, and tactics. And then what are you doing in Facebook and Instagram these days? What kind of strategies do you talk about on your blog and what are you applying and seeing what's working? So Facebook and Instagram, what I always talk also in keynotes about is I call the line of commitment. So you have to understand that there's a cold audience and there's a warm audience based on what people do. So you need to contextualize your Facebook ad strategy based on what people have done in the past. For example, you start running a video ad on Facebook and Instagram, and then you retarget people who watched, for example, 10 seconds of that ad. That's your first audience. Then you take a look in who became active, means who liked and commented on your ad. It's another audience and another lookalike audience. For those people who don't know what lookalike audience and, 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 and the custom audience are, maybe you should Google it. But that's your second audience. And then you take a look who actually clicked on your ad. It's another audience. So you build a couple of audiences based on what people have done in the past and you build better audiences from that. And that's what I basically do performance marketing wise for all the clients I'm, I'm running with my agency. So you have to understand that it's not just interest groups and it's definitely not about building followers and fans anymore. You have to realize that Facebook has 2.2, I believe even 2.3 billion people 
when you put that in context and you understand that that we have seven and a half billion people in the world, half of them have no access to internet, even more than half of it, that means that every that two or three people in the whole world who have access to internet are once a month on Facebook or Instagram. If you understand this, you realize that Facebook has most of the people. So you don't need to build your own fans. You don't need to build your own followers. What you need to do is to understand how you can target the right people of this whole amount of people that Facebook has. And you do this, like I just said, by building this line of commitment and and based on how committed people are already to you, clicked on your website, et cetera, the the couple of things I I, I said in the past, um, you build these audiences, lookalike audience, and you get better and better audiences, and that's how you come to the sale finally. So that's how I use the Facebook and Instagram ads product. It's definitely not about building followers and fans. It's about building the right audiences and displaying the right ads to them. And how about Twitter strategies, Alex? Anything different than what you've mentioned in the other platforms? 100%. I believe the Facebook ads product or the Instagram ads product is much better than Twitter ads product. Twitter for me is the most developed search engine out there when it comes down to conversations. Oh, wow. Okay. The advanced search product of Twitter is genius. If you are, for example, in the job market, and you go to advanced search on Twitter, you just Google it, and you enter any keyword, you see people who are talking about that keyword right now, and you can join that conversation. You can just add some value to the conversation. People might be driving their attention to your profile. And no matter which industry you're in, if you're in the fashion industry, if you're in the travel industry, you can just see people talking about that specific topic. You could even cluster down to a live video, jump on a live video with somebody and add value there. Um, You can cluster down to your surroundings or your location to see like people talking in your city about a certain topic. So I believe when you jump on conversations, as you know, as Gary said once, like content is king, context is God. It's, It's a great, great way to jump on a conversation which is right now happening and add relevancy and add value to that conversation to build relationships with people. So that's the way how I would use Twitter right now. Now, do you have any presence on LinkedIn? Yeah. Do you? And and I, I saw that you didn't have a LinkedIn section on your blog. I'm curious why. Because I was never focusing on it, I see a lot of people focusing on LinkedIn lately, and I should definitely do better right now. But I'm not, actually not, to be honest, looking for new clients. And for me, LinkedIn is like B2B yeah. uh, mainly. Um, so I believe it's 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 a very strong groups on LinkedIn are great. The attention graph on LinkedIn is amazing. I have a couple of friends who do very well by by posting relevant B2B videos and getting lots of views by doing so. Also, a couple of people, what they do is they're looking into the LinkedIn pixel. So they are doing LinkedIn ads, um, getting phone numbers, getting emails, and then retargeting them on Facebook again because the Facebook ads product is cheaper than the LinkedIn ads product. So there are a couple of ways that you can use LinkedIn. But as I said, I, I really haven't deep dived into it. But I strongly recommend everyone who's focusing on the B2B industry, they should definitely take a look at it. 
I'm curious about your thoughts on the future of social media. And I know that's a broad question and it can go in a lot of different directions. But when I think of the future of social media, I see companies just like we talked about, Snapchat and Periscope, getting gobbled up by the bigger Facebook and Instagram. And um, I wonder what your thoughts are on like the next 10 years of social media, your predictions. Well... It's a hard question, as you know. Um, I believe if you take a very close look at what your followers are doing, you are not missing out. If I see that people from Periscope or Facebook jumping on platform XY, I would take a look at this platform. I'm taking a deep look at the App Store rankings, so seeing like what kind of platforms are evolving. I'm talking to younger, like my niece and my younger cousin, what they are doing to not lose connection of what is happening right now. But it's a very common question. And a lot of people ask me that. So what is happening in Facebook in five years? It's, it's about being what is happening right now. I believe voice is a thriving force. I don't believe virtual reality, augmented reality will really change the game in the next two to four years. Maybe in five, 10, 15 years, this is going to be a whole game changer. But I see Alexa and Google Pod. Oh, no, Alexa is starting. Let me just, okay. Um, <laughs> she's already talking. There you go. Um, I see really voice as, as, a, as a very important field. I'm curious how Facebook, and Instagram gonna apply to to voice. I'm 100% sure that they're working on something and will announce this over the next couple of weeks or months. So voice is in my eyes the number one thing. Podcasts as yours is, is going through the roof. Is this passive consumption and also when it comes down to buying. I mean, if I realize that I need just seven seconds to buy a jeans or a soap or any product with Alexa, it's crazy to me. If you compare that to 10 years ago, it's so fast and it works. And the question is, what kind of soap did I just buy if I ask Alexa to do so, right? So branding becomes important to me. And that's one thing I talk with all the clients. Right now, you should really focus on becoming a brand because if I am buying a replay jeans, because I know about replay, Alexa and Amazon is, is shipping me a replay jeans. If I just say, buy me a jeans, probably Amazon is picking it for me based on my behavior. So I know your question was about what happens to the social networks. I believe it's not about the social networks. It's about the technology and the next big technology in my eyes, it's voice. So we should take a look at what kind of social network is integrating this technology best. Now, I've got to ask you, Alex, um, I've been learning over the past six months more and more in depth about the importance of taking digital detoxes. And we actually did an event in Brazil earlier this year um, called Digital Detox Camp, where we just went out to the woods for five days. And then we had um, 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 device jail where everybody could put their computers and phones into this box and we'd lock it up so they didn't have access to it. And we were out in the woods doing all these activities and it was a blast. 
But um, what I've realized, too, is the importance of really getting away from our devices because most people can't even remember the last time they turned their phone off. You know, maybe the battery died, but actually turning it off to say, oh, I'm going to take some time away from this. And we're so connected. And just like you mentioned, with voice coming into play, you just say the word Alexa, things pop up. And maybe like we just say, hey, uh, order me some jeans to Alexa. And then all of a sudden, Five hours later, Amazon drops off some jeans in our in our front yard. And so um, I'm curious, being Europe's number one social coach, social media coach, um, what are some ways that you uh, take digital detoxes, if any, or get away from all this connectedness? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's really crazy. I mean, people here in Germany, I just read the latest stats. We are using our phone. We're taking a look at our phone every 15 minutes, which is crazy yeah. if, you, if, if you think about it. I mean, you need 15 minutes to come into a flow, in, in a state of flow. And if you take a look at 15 minutes, every 15 minutes on your phone, I mean, not, not much flow is happening, right? Mm-hmm. You get out of flow all the time. So, yeah, I believe that there must be some kind of deceleration at some point because it's, it's, it's that whole way of how information is is working out for us totally changed i mean a couple of years ago we were looking for information while now information is looking for us so a couple of things that i'm doing is first of all i charge overnight my smartphone in another room that's a very important part so that the very first time i'm doing is not taking a look at the smartphone and i know that people say hey yeah but my smartphone is my is waking me up so get a fucking waking up club right (laughs) i mean that's like five bucks and you can just buy it you know on amazon it will be there ask alexa to buy it for you it takes seven seconds to do so (laughs) um so i believe we we need to what you talked like you just said like digital detox yeah. We, we need to do such kind of things. We need to maybe put our phone not in our bag, but maybe in, in, in a bag, you know, like not in a pocket, but in a bag somewhere. So it's not that easy to grab it. If we are sitting with somebody, I just read le- recently a study that you actually showing um, a depreciation to somebody if just your smartphone is on the table. Because you're telling that person subconsciously, well, you're not the most important thing here around me. It's actually my smartphone. That's why it's on the table. So I believe you really should put your smartphone away. I believe you should have certain rooms where you don't use your smartphone, especially your bedroom should be one of these rooms. But it, it needs to. we need to form a habit in, 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 in these kind of ways to, to practice deceleration to practice because what you what you illustrated like that event where people put their phone in the box we we like it once we do it we actually like it we just forget about it throughout the days because it's not a habit you know and we are addicted i mean these companies apple facebook google they're really smart i mean they make us addicted with the push notifications because it's it's like it's like mental cocaine you're triggering Each time your phone is popping up, right? You think, oh man, it could be something interesting. It could be something important, you know, and you take a look at it. And again, you spend two minutes and so on. So I believe there will be a time when we come back to our basic instincts and we just put it away and 
that what should have. I mean, I'm not worrying about us, to be honest. I'm worrying more about our kids, you know. Yeah. You need, like, I think the US, it's 20, 20, 21 years of age to drink alcohol. You're not allowed to consume drugs. But there is no minimum age for smartphones, right? Which is highly addictive. Yeah. It's crazy. There is nothing like this. So I believe the government or us or somebody needs to come up with rules. And I believe especially parents needs to understand this trigger because my friends in actually everywhere in the world, the number one word after mom and dad, what a kid is saying is iPad. Really? Wow. It's crazy. It's crazy. Wow. Uh, I, I just did an interview like two weeks ago for a German magazine and actually the, the journalist was telling me why it was crazy. My, my three-year-old nephew he was cr- he was cr- what we call crawling to the TV and tried to swipe away the TV program. <laughs> swipe it away because he wanted to watch something else. It's crazy if you think about like how they learn and how easy it's to understand and how addicted they are because they're just looking what their parents are doing. The parents are on the phone, so that's a huge issue you're touching, and I believe something needs to happen there. Yeah, I think eventually we're going to have to get to the point where we need to teach kids in schools to actually take time away from their devices. And, and, and any parents that are out there should, without a doubt, like have time to keep kids off the devices. Because, um, you know, I'm 38 now, and I think you were young when in the 90s too, a similar age. But we didn't have those growing up. We had bicycles True. and... and True. Yeah, and I was thinking today, like, um, I still remember my best friend from childhood, his phone number from 25 years ago because I dialed it so much, you yeah. know, and, and nobody knows anybody's phone number anymore. <laughs> Not at all. It's crazy if you think about it. And it's it, I, I'm, I'm sometimes speaking at schools mm-hmm. and I explain to them and you, we're talking about like a, a fourth grade, right? So asking them, so what do you think I did? 20 years ago when I was trying to meet up with somebody in the street somewhere and he was late. What did I do? I actually didn't do anything. <laughs> I was sitting on a stone for 20 minutes watching the clouds. You know it, mm-hmm. right? It's the truth. And, and happily, if he came and if he didn't came, I was probably, depending on how much I like that person, waiting another 20 minutes for it. Mm-hmm. And maybe the best thing I could do is finding the net, the next, um, how you call like phone station, right? Where I could call him on his landline. So then the question was to the, 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 to the kids. So how did I find out where is the next phone? And of course, the first hand went up and you said, like, Google. <laughs> well, no. <laughs> no, I just asked somebody. I was approaching a human <laughs> being and was asking him. That was my only chance to do so. So it's crazy if we think about that all the things we talk about every day, most of it haven't been invented 15 years ago. No Facebook, no Instagram, no smartphone. One of my favorite questions is actually, what was the number one app? Now was now in, in Germany it's a big thing, right? There was the World Cup. We 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 we, we sucked, so please don't get into it. But um, it was horrible for us here in Germany, especially as we won the last one. But um, my, one of my favorite question in in keynotes is, what was the number one 
app which was downloaded during the World Cup in 2006. And what they say? Well, they say a lot of things like Facebook, WhatsApp, or soccer app. And then I come up, it's a tricky question, of course, and say, like, well, yeah. in 2006, we had no smartphone, right? Yeah. And say, like, oh, shit, yeah, really, that's true. <laughs> Steve Jobs came up 2007 with the smartphone. And then they start to realize, damn, it's so, it's so early, you know? All the things, I mean, looking at the sky, looking at billboards, looking at TV. I mean, right now, what needs to happen at that uh, a person below 30 watching a TV ad? I mean, everything needs to go wrong. I mean, the, the, the remote control must be fallen off the bed. He must be too lazy to move. The smartphone must be in the other room. And we need to assume that he's not watching Netflix or HBO. And if all of these things happen, then a person in their 20s is watching a TV ad. Still... TV is an $80 billion market in the US. It's crazy. Mm. Yeah, it, it's amazing because you mentioned that like 10 years ago, we didn't have, you know, smartphones and apps, excuse me, 15. And yeah, but like, if you even think about five years ago, a lot of the major like, was an iPad even invented five years ago, or five or six years ago? You an know, iPad, yeah. an iPad was but yeah, five, six years ago, it, Probably around around that time it was. I don't know, like like probably eight or eight or seven years ago. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, it's it's happening so quickly. What I love to state is like how long it took a medium to reach fifty million people. So the phone it took seventy five years. Mm-hmm. Radio thirty eight years. TV thirteen years. The internet four years, wow. Facebook, three years. So how long do you think it took Pokemon Go <laughs> to reach 50 million people? I heard this, wasn't it something ridiculous like a month? Or yeah, it was two weeks. Two weeks. It was two freaking weeks <laughs> compared to 75 years for the phone, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? It's crazy. I mean, this plays into that every company, every industry needs to realize that two, three, four smart students sitting in their dorm room right now, working on some crazy new idea, funded by crazy big companies with access to technology, access to human resources, and out of this nice little idea, over the next 48 months, this little idea is turning to a risk to a whole industry, a threat to a whole industry. And the question is, do you realize this? Do you make your homework to adapt to it? Or do you say, oh, this is not going to happen. My industry worked for the last 100 years. If you think about it, the music industry is based on one single invention, which is called the gramophone. Mm-hmm. It's a billion dollar industry for 100 years until Napster came. Yeah, It's crazy. I mean, I, I, lo- I just love that. I just love that these kind of things I mean there are tons of different examples but you need to realize it if you are a business owner right now you need to make your homework you need to understand where attention is and right now attention is at the smartphone and what do you do on a smartphone you on social media and games that's it that's what most of us are doing yeah um, Alex, I wonder if you remember when Mark Zuckerberg went went to the Congress in the United States uh, due to the situation with sure. Donald Trump and Cambridge Analytica. And my favorite part, I watched it. Yeah, okay. So my favorite my favorite part 
And the most shocking and scary part, I think, is when um, one of the uh, senators said to Mark Zuckerberg, said, um, you know, you started from a dorm room in your college and you made Facebook, you know, that that has two billion followers and and one of the biggest social net, the biggest social network of the world. He goes only in America, right? And Mark Zuckerberg looked at him like that was the most like one of the dumbest statements anybody could say. And he was shocked because governments that are running the world are still think that like, you know, especially the U.S. government, that the opportunity could only exist in the U.S. But what Zuckerberg was shocked about was the fact that no, because a person in China can create the next Facebook, right? They have WeChat in China, which is almost bigger, right? And they had that harvest more social data, no more data than so the Facebook. And the governments aren't prepared for this. And this is going to create like a lot, a lot of crazy things in the next decade, 20 years, um, and a lot of shock, and a lot of, a lot of social re- reform. Um, but like that moment for me was like, the old world meets the new world when people and that are controlling these governments, um, with those old mentalities still think that, um, you know, only in America is where you could create a Facebook, and that's not true at all. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. I mean, th- my favorite part, besides this one that you just mentioned, was really when one senator was asking, so how do you plan to make money at some point? And he was <laughs> answering, well, we run ads. Yeah. You know, it's, it's crazy that they don't even understand how this whole the biggest social network in the world is actually working and they're actually making billions mm-hmm. you're not talking making a little money on the side they make billions they're profitable yeah hundreds of thousands of well actually millions of companies are spending money on 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 the ads product it's, mm-hmm. it's amazing how and, and it's something they started in 2004 and you said like the meetup of the old and the new world actually what I find pretty fascinating is that the new world is actually eating up the old world. Oh yeah. You see Amazon is buying Whole Foods and you will see I can I can picture Apple is buying Walt Disney yeah. or CNN and so on, you know, it's it's crazy. I mean, I don't know what was the late was the latest numbers, but I believe like Apple has like 200 billion in cash reserves. Wow. <laughs> I mean, they could they could they could buy a <laughs> I don't know how much they could buy, but it's, it's crazy. <laughs> you, know, you will really see how Amazon is, is a beast, Apple, Microsoft, how these companies are really eating up the whole old world and pushing them out of everything. I mean, Napster killed the music industry. Mm-hmm. See what Amazon is doing over the next five to ten years. Yeah. It's, it's ridiculous. Absolutely. Alex, my friend, I think we're going to end on that note. I think that's a great way to finish the podcast. Um, I want to say sincerely thank you so much for coming on the show. I really enjoyed this conversation and where it went. Uh, Thank you for sharing all your tips and tricks and all your wisdom about business and entrepreneurship and social media. Um, Again, thank you so much. We really appreciate your time. Well, thanks, Chris, for having me. And I also wish you an amazing day. Yeah, if the listeners want to reach out to you, Alex, where's the best place they could do that at? Well, probably it's everywhere. It's one Alex Khan, so K H A N, or just my website. You mention it with the blog and the tips. It's alexkhan.tv. All right. Thank you again for coming on the show. And listeners, we're going to wrap up there. Thank you guys for joining us once again. And we'll see you all on the next episode. Goodbye, everybody. Bye bye.
Hey listeners, thanks for joining us once again. We wanted to remind you about our high performance productivity coaching and our annual Get Shit Done live retreat in Thailand. Both are designed for entrepreneurs by entrepreneurs to get a lot of work done rapidly. And whether you need some personal coaching while working away at home or a retreat in Thailand where you can get out of your normal routine and surround yourself with other successful entrepreneurs, we have those options for you. Check out all the details at thebusinessmethod.com and we'll see you on the next podcast.